online church family. We are very thankful and we are very grateful for your continual listening. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Uh, uh, the season that's upcoming or the season that we're in. Uh, but God has a, it's not a strange word, but it's a word that we've been dealing with uh, on Wednesday. And uh, we want to continue to to bring it this morning for those that have not received it or have not heard it. I, I came across a scripture, and it, it kind of took me back. And I, I, I've seen it before, but it did not register. It, it didn't have the, the impact. Uh, in fact, ever since I've, I've uh, came across the scripture, uh, it's, I've been pondering in my mind. I've been really pondering uh, where have the, the body of Christ missed the boat? Where have we missed the boat? I'd like for us to go to the book of St. John, St. John chapter number one. This morning, as we have already began teaching on this, this morning we, we are going to, to, to continue to elaborate on it even more. And we want to talk about the open heaven. Some of this, uh, the, the Wednesday night crew has uh, heard it, uh, but we want to go ahead and continue to expound because it's, it's just so important. And even to the point where I began to think about where our country is today, and I realized something, no, regardless of who's in place, regardless of what the situa situation may be for our country, for our nation, for other countries, we have to go back to the Bible and really see where it really all started. Because one of the things that we do, we, we want to blame people uh, or persons. But when we get into the scripture, we realize that it's not about any particular person. The reason why uh, we have not an open heaven, even though we have an open heaven, it was designed to be an open heaven for, for the saints of God, for the people of God. But something has happened, and we have to begin to elevate our minds in order to be able to see it. Now, in St. John chapter number 1, I just want to kind of teach this, and I'm, hopefully I don't get too excited, but I'm going to try to do my best to, to teach it this morning. First John uh, chapter number 1, and it's, we're going to begin reading at verse number 50. Now, prior to this, Philip had, uh, had brought his, his brother, he had brought his brother uh, to meet Jesus, you know, he, um, and his name was Nathaniel. And in verse 50, uh, Christ replies to him uh, because Christ says something to him, and this is how he had identified him. But it's amazing the responses that takes place within the Scripture. And in St. John chapter number 1, verse number 50, Jesus replies to Nathaniel because Nathaniel acknowledges him as the, the king of Israel. But verse number 50 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou, thou shalt see greater things than these. What has happened here, Jesus is telling Nathaniel that he saw him while he was sitting up under this fig tree and there was no way as far as a natural human could, could even know that's where he had positioned himself. But Jesus says to him, he said, now, because of you're saying I'm, I'm Christ because of I'm telling you that I saw you uh, up under the, the fig tree. But then he says, greater things than these ye shall see. Sometimes we get we get caught up on the greater things. You know, you know how often people say, well, we're going to do greater works. We're going to do greater works than Jesus. But when I got to verse number 51, this is what really took me toward that open heaven. Now, it says in verse 51, this is what Jesus' response was to him. He says, and he said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter, meaning this time forth, hereafter ye shall see heaven open. And then it says, and the angels of God ascending 
and descending upon the Son of Man. He tells him that not, not long from then, from then, he, he says hereafter, he said, he's telling Nathan, he said, you're going to see the heavens open. And then he tells him, you're going to see angels ascending and descending. It's interesting, the very thing that God tells him that he's going to see is the same thing that we're going to go to in the book of Genesis that Jacob also sees. We are living or should be living under an open heaven because that is what Christ has proclaimed. He tells him, he said, you shall see uh, the heavens open. But if we would take note and if we allow our minds to go back, really, somehow or another, the heavens have shut up. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna see that too through Scripture, okay? Now, let's go to Genesis chapter number 28. Just want to teach this because I want to make sure that we get it, okay? Now, the interesting thing is that Nathaniel, Christ tells Nathaniel and those that's with him that they're going to see the angels ascending and descending, going up and down, okay? Now, Jacob in Genesis chapter number 28 He's, he's running away from, from, from his family because he has tricked his brother out of his birthright, okay? Now, the Bible says in Genesis chapter number 28, and, and looking at verse number 11, because he is on the run, he's on a journey, okay? And because he's on a journey, the Bible says this in verse number 11, when he arrives at the place where he is, because he's leaving uh, Beersheba, he, he left Beersheba, and he says he goes toward Haram. He leaves a place of agreement, but he goes to a, uh, a place called Haram. And see, in order for us to be able to understand what Christ is saying, we have to move from one place to another place. The Bible says Jacob, which is the man in transition, he leaves from the place where he was, but he goes to Haram. The word harem there means an exalted mind, an exalted state of mind. We as believers cannot continue to stay in the same mindset. In order for us to receive and understand what, what Christ is saying to us, we have to have an elevated mind. We have to have an exalted state of mind. Now, verse 11 says, this, and he lighted upon a certain place. That certain place, and this is what we talked about a few Wednesdays ago, that certain place was that exalted state of mind. And then he goes on to say, and he tarried there all night because the sun was set. And it says, and he took of the stones, which are the thoughts uh, of, of that place, and it said he placed them on uh, for his pillow, and he laid down in that place to sleep. What is that place? That place is the exalted state of mind for us to be able to see in the supernatural. In order for us to see in the supernatural and see the things of God and understand that we can take the word of God and it will help us understand everything that's going on in our world today, whether it be in a nation or whether it be globally, okay? Now, verse, 11, verse number 12 says, And he dreamed. And behold, a ladder. There's a connection between two worlds here. He dreams that there's a ladder. Christ is that ladder. He is that connector between two worlds, okay? And watch what happens here. So he, and he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached into heaven. And behold, the angels of God, what were the angels of God doing? Ascending and descending. It's the same thing that Jesus Christ tells Nathan that he's going to see hereafter. The angels ascending and, and descending. He's going to be able to, to see supernatural things and he's going to see the heavens open because you got to be in an ele elevated state of mind in order to get in that place, okay? And then verse 13 says, And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, Thy father and the God of Isaac, the land whereupon thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. Now you drop down to verse number 26 and it says, And Jacob, which is the man in transition because he's not yet Israel, 
He is not Israel. He's Jacob. He's a man in transition. In other words, it's just like this. It's, it's the man in transition. Is we before we ever became saved. We were in transition in order to come to that place of, of receiving Jesus Christ. In 16, he says, And Jacob awake out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And 17 says, and he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. He sees things in the supernatural. When he, when he gets to the higher self, thank you, Holy Spirit. Oftentimes, mankind, we live in our lower state when we should be operating in our higher state or a higher being that we're supposed to be operating that God has called us to. Well, how does that work as far as the open heaven? Okay, now let's go to the book of Deuteronomy. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter number 28. Deuteronomy chapter number 28. We're going someplace. We're walking it through. Amen. We're talking about open heavens. The open heavens. Deuteronomy chapter number 28. Whenever we are operating in an open heaven and knowing what God tells us to do, then the heavens will open up and you'll be amazed at the things that God will drop down to us. Amen. Now it says in verse number 1 in Deuteronomy chapter number 28. It says, and it shall come to pass if, if is one of the biggest and the most important Words in the Bible, not only in the Bible, but in life in itself. It says, and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken, mean listen diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all of his commandments, which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. We are not supposed to be beneath but above. We're going to read that too, okay? Now, verse 2 says, If we hearken and we observe and do everything that God tells us to do, watch what it says in verse number 2 in Deuteronomy chapter number 28. It says, And all of these blessings shall do what? Shall come on thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Anybody been overtaken in blessings? Hmm. You know what overtaken really means? It's that if, if we listen, if we, if we obey the voice of God, it says that we will be overtaken. That's when the, the heavens are open. It's, the evidence is that we're being overtaken by the blessings of God. And see, this is where, it, it, it's where everyone has to examine themselves, uh, not anyone else, but examine their own self. Because when this word came to me, and, you know, sometimes, like I said, we, we, we like to blame other people about situations and circumstances. But, but we have to see what God says. If, if we are being obeying God, there should be no, thank you, Holy Spirit. There should be no lack, L-A-C-K, according to the word of God. I can only give us what the word says, amen? And then if, if I find myself in the word and find myself guilty, all I can do is say, help, Lord, amen? Because somewhere that means I'm, I'm not observing, I'm not doing God's will. And we want to make sure we do over God's will because, hey, I don't know about y'all, but I like to, I would love to be just overtaken. That means overwhelmed in blessings. And that means I can help a whole lot of folk. Amen. That means I can build, I can build shelters and, and, and homes and for people that doesn't have, you know, the homeless. God says this. He says, those that lend to the, those that lend to the poor, no, those that, that, that helps uh, those that are poor, we lend it unto the Lord. If we give to the poor according to the scripture, it says we lend to the Lord. So oftentimes when we talk about helping people that's less fortunate, we don't know that situation, we don't know that circumstance. But most people do not like to help people that's fallen on hardship. 
Sooner or later, we're going to be in hardship, and we're going to need help. We're going to need help, okay? So we're supposed to be overtaken, overtaken in blessings. Now, dropping down to, the, to verse number 12 and, and, and Deuteronomy chapter number 8, because we're talking about the open heaven. It says, the Lord shall open unto thee a, what kind of treasure? A good treasure, and heaven, watch this, to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And look at this. Look, look, look at the latter part of this verse. It says, not only when the heavens open, it said the rain will come into the land in its season, and to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt do what? Lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not do what? I'm just reading. I'm just reading the scriptures. I'm just, remember now, this is God's word, God's mind on paper. This is God's mind on paper. It says, when he opens up the treasures, the heavens, call it, the Lord shall open unto thee the, his good treasure, the heaven to give rain into, his, in, rain into the land in its season to bless all the work of thine hand. Everything that we've done should be prospering. Everything that we do, if we're obedient to God, if we're obedient, if we're observing the things that he say do, that means that we, we will be blessed beyond measure, okay? We, we will be, okay, let me read the next verse, verse 13. And the Lord shall what? Make thee the what? The head and not the what? Hmm. Where are we? Heads or tails? Question. Okay. Word of God says, and the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above, ooh, it says only. This is what the body of Christ should be. We shall be above only, and thou shalt not be where? Beneath. If thou hearken unto the commandment of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. If we do according to what the scripture says, observe and obey God, the word of God says we will be above only. That's the word, only. We will be the head and not the tail. We will be the lender and not the borrower. Well, I ain't quite all the way there yet. Can we be real? Okay. But if, if I followed and if I did what God says in the book, then I would be above only and I would be able to be that lender and not the barrier. Where are we, where, where is the body of Christ today? Are we lenders? Or, or is the body of Christ one where people can come and really have their needs met? Or are we allowing the government to do it that should not be doing it because when the government does it, the government got restraints. The government has limitations. Amen. They, 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 they decide how much you're going to make. Mm-hmm. The jobs, they decide how much you're going to make. You got a certain salary, you, you, they're going to pay you that, and that's it, right? They will not allow you to go beyond what they think you need to go beyond. But that's not where God has positioned us to be if we're living and operating under an open heaven. Let me show you something. This word just, just ate me up. Can I be real? I mean, it just, I mean, it consumed me. It's still in my thoughts. It's, it's, it, it walks with me everywhere I go. It is continually on my mind because I see where the people of God is. I, I see it. I witness it. Okay. Now, let's look at verse number 23. What has happened? What has happened that the heavens doesn't seem to be pouring out as it should or what God says it would do? 
What has happened? Look at verse number 23. Watch this. When, when the heaven is not open and heaven is closed. Okay? Verse 23 says, and thy, and thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass. And the earth that is under thee shall be iron. Heaven, the, heaven should be, will be like brass. In other words, in the natural, when there is no rain, there is a drought. There, there are some places where there is no rain and there is a drought. And there, is, there are some places there's too much rain and that really there's no harvest. That goes back to God has shut up. Something has happened. The reason why the, the heavens are like brass, a spirit, and it's both ways, not only in the natural, but it's also in the spiritual. And the, there, there's a, a spiritual decline. There is no open revelations when the heavens shut up. That, I mean, th- there is no flow from God when the heavens are shut up. There is no growth. There is no, no spiritual growth. There is no, no increase. And you know what? When the heavens are shut up, you got more demonic activity. Why? Because you remember the scriptures that talks about this man as he cleans up his house and, and he, he, he begins to walk through, he says, walk through dry places. And when he walks through dry places, because see, that's that demon. When he walks through dry places, he, see, the only way a demon cannot get into you, you got to have some, some moistness of the word. You can't be dry. You can't have a, a spiritual drought. Because when it comes down, it says he, he goes through dry places. And when he cannot find anyone where he can reside in, you know, the demonic activity do reside in, in people. Amen. If we're dry and we're not moist with the word, demons can uh, uh, reside within the body. The Bible says he goes and he looks and he searches. And then he makes a decision. He says, I'm going to come back to my house, the house that he left. Now he says that's his house. And it says there's, there's seven times worse when they come back, that, that person that he, he, he gets involved in, he resides in, he's worse than he ever was. So what's happening is there's more demonic activity when there's a sh- closed heaven. Think about, just, just let your mind think. Think about the things biblically, biblically, that mankind now has turned away from and doing their own thing. Think about it. Think, think about it. Really think. Okay. I guess I go with a challenge. God says in his word in, book, in, in, in Genesis, okay, when he called Adam and Eve, okay, and they bore children, all right, the next thing we knew, you know, there was a man and a woman for marriage. Things have changed now, okay? But that's not biblical, the things that we see. Now it's more about performance and entertainment in the churches rather than having the presence of God. I would rather have, listen, I want the presence of God. Skip the entertainment because the entertainment is not going to help me get into heaven. My destination is heaven. I can sing until the, the cows come home and still end up dying and going to hell. Entertainment. For what? Because when we, when we come in, we're burning down. We, we, we're going through so much. People are going through many trials and tribulations. They don't need to be entertained. That's what's wrong with the world today. We're looking for entertainment. Listen, when I go to church, I don't want to walk in there and feel like I'm in the club. I've been in the club. I left the club. Why should the church become a club again? And they call it Jesus. No. That's not God. If I wanted to have the bling bling lights and the flashing lights and all the colors and psychedelic, I'd go back to the club where I came out of. You can't hardly tell the difference anymore. It's a shut heaven. Heaven is shut up. Okay. Okay, let, 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 let me continue. When it's like the earth is like 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 like, like iron, there's no Growth, nothing can penetrate it. Nothing. Look at the heart of man. That's how you can tell when the, when the heaven is, the earth is like brass. Look at the heart of man. 
Mankind has become so hard-hearted. You, do you dare to get on a highway? Because the next thing you know, you don't know where you're going, where you're going to live or die because you got road rage. That's not, that shows you the heart of man. That's not the heart of God. Okay. We might as well hit the, hit, go ahead and hit the, hit the rough spots, okay? Let's go to the book of Haggai. Let's go to the book of Haggai, and we're, all, we're almost done. Because sometimes, you know, word can be pretty, pretty rough. Amen. The book of Haggai is right before uh, Zephaniah, because we're talking about closed heaven, heaven being shut up. Haggai is right before the book of Zechariah. It's also right a couple of books before Malachi. You get to the end of the, the Old Testament, you'll find the book of Haggai. Okay? You'll find the book of Haggai. That's going to teach the word. You're going to teach the word. I had a friend that told me, hmm, I just looked at her like she was crazy. We're not, used, we're not using the Bible in church now when we teach Sunday school. We are using a book, this, this book that somebody wrote. You're going to do away with the, the written word, God's mind on paper, and you're going to pull a book that some man then wrote because it's popular, and you're going to teach that in your Sunday school class. Oh, I almost said the wrong thing here. <laughs> what in the world is going on? That would, okay, I'll give you a prime example. That would be, rather than us coming here and teaching the word of God, which is last forever, well, we will pull out one of Dr. Manley's four books and we're going to study it. Oh, no. You see why that's, a, uh, you can tell that's a, uh, the heaven has been shut up. It's not an open heaven again. When you begin to put man before God, there's a problem. And they have two or three months that we studying this. No. Studying man's word and over God's word. The, the, the open heaven is not that. Heaven has been shut up. And the reason why heaven is shut up, it has to do with sin. I won't read that today, but we will get to that because the book says it. This book. That's why we want to do away with it. Because it is a reflection. When we read this book, when we read the Bible, which is God's mind on paper, we see ourselves. That's why most people don't like to study nor read it. Because it will eat us up. Now, let's, let's look at Haggai. Old Testament book. Oftentimes we, we, we hear about how bad leadership is. In some cases that's true. But let's look at something here in the book of Haggai. And, and I, had, I, I preached this out of this book before, and this text did not j- jump up, out, uh, uh, jump up uh, to my face until I took time and I began to study about the open heaven. Haggai is a prophet. He's talking to, to, to the king. He's talking to the, to the prophet. He's talking to the governor. And then he says in verse 2, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. In those days, they were talking about a physical building. Today, we're living under grace. And what God is saying here, people are saying now, it's not time for God's house. I mean, this house, this spirit, because he lives in here. He says, it's not time that the Lord's house should be built. People are not interested anymore about growing spiritually. It's, it's, and, and one of the key things it said, it says, the, as the prophet speaks to the governor, he says, this people. Normally you hear when we talk about God's people, he would say, my people. 
Here he's saying this people, which supposed to be God's people, they are saying that the Lord's house is more important for them to deal with their own than to build this house, your tabernacle, the word spiritual, this, word, this house right here. You, we have to build the house of God with the word of God. They were more caught up in their own thing. Show you, show you. I know this is a hard word, Lord. I, I I know it is. Watch verse 3. It says, Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lies waste? We are living in a spiritual drought when it comes to the people of God. People don't want to sit down and study God's mind on paper. They don't, they, they don't want to do this. If, you, if, we, if we did an inventory, if we did a survey, and we began to ask, okay, how many people spent some quality time with God this morning or will this afternoon, or yesterday, or throughout your week, how many people actually spent quality time with God? That's a question. See, it's, remember, God's mind on paper, the word of God is a mirror. It's a mirror. And it reflects what's going on in us. Not everybody else, but what's going on in us. There's a spiritual drought when, when things, when people find themselves not wanting to be in fellowship or want to sit home or want to wash their car or cut their lawn or do their, their bidding, <laughs> huh? when, regardless of what day, what Sabbath day it may be, whether, whether it's on a Saturday, whether it be on a Sunday, you know, we are not living up under the Jewish calendar, even though the, when it comes down to the Sabbath, is in, in fact, it's supposed to be a Saturday if we're living under that Jewish calendar. Because it is Sabbath falls on a Saturday. Over in Jerusalem, you go there, then you don't do anything. And when it comes down to sundown, you don't do anything. You, you, you worship God, okay? But how many people are building this house? How many of God's people are building a spiritual house? Because, see, this is not our home. Our destiny is heaven. This is not our home, but God lives on the inside here. And, see, I'm going to show you something when we talk about heaven being shut up, okay? Because we give so much, so much time to man. We give so much time to man and hardly anything to God. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. amen. Now, watch the word. Watch the word. Verse 4 says in the book of Haggai, it says, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lies waits? Now, verse 5, Therefore, thus said the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways consider your ways put a pin right there because see some people may say well you know she's just preaching out that old testament well in the new testament it says that god's word is written according for our learning so if i can go by this okay thank you holy spirit if i if i'm gonna be a wise person i'm gonna be watching somebody who's not going the right way and see where they're ending up and what's really giving me wisdom is i don't travel that same road that's a person with wisdom. I don't have to experience everything in order to know God. I can watch your footsteps or you can watch my footsteps and you'll be able to understand, okay, okay, that's not the pathway I want to take. All I got to do is look. All we have to do is look, okay? Now, watch, watch what it says here. Verse, it says, consider your ways. Verse 6. Let me come down. Verse 6. I don't want to come down too far. I'm sure y'all don't throw nothing, right? <laughs> Amen. Watch what verse 6 says. All, all, all these working folk, okay? Verse 6 says, Ye have, this is what he says, consider your ways. He says, Ye have sown much. And what do you do? Bring in little. You have sown much, but you bring in little. 
You know, sometimes people say, you know, you hear some, some people down, especially on those televisions, oh, if you just sow that seed, if you just sow that seed, or, or if you give this, if you give that, and people begin to believe all that mess, and all of a sudden, when it doesn't produce, we get mad at the person that told us to sow the seed, right? Well, let me tell you something. It may not be that at all. It says, you have so- there's a reason. You have so much and you bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. Ye clothe ye, but there is none warm. Watch the bee clause. And he that earneth what? Wages. Tight word. Earneth wages to put it into a bag with hose. Sometimes we live from paycheck to paycheck, and sometimes that money's gone before the end of the week. Holes. What the words say? Consider your ways, right? It's a sad day when it says, let's make America great again. It was great when God came on the scene. Okay? It's, it's a sad commentary. It's a sad day when we work 10, 12 hours a day all week long, and at the end of it, we don't have anything. Anybody been there besides me? The answer is in the book. The answer to why we got holes in our pocket is in the book. What did it say? They were, they were leaving God's house undone. Have you ever been so tired when you work? You just, your mind couldn't function. You, we didn't get up early in the morning because we were too tired from the, day, the previous day's work. And we didn't have no time to spend with God. So the remainder of the time, we, we, we sleep to the last minute. And then when we do get up, it's another 12, 15, 16 hours of work. Amen. But we spend no time with God. Who is our father? Who makes all provisions, right? God says, consider your ways. Consider, think about it. Consider your ways. You worked all week and it says it's just like having a bag with holes in it at the end of the week. There's no money. But his word says, we, if we keep his commandments, we observe and, 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 and do diligently, he says we will only be above. We will be lenders and not borrowers. That's what his words say. So that lets me know that we're coming up short, right? We're, we're coming up short. Amen? Because we are leaving this house, God's house, the one, who he, the one he died for, he, he died for us. We're leaving this house undone. We're leaving this house undone. Okay, now let's see what he says. Verse number nine. He says this. Ye look for much, and lo, came to what? Little. And, ooh, watch this. And when you brought it home... Who blew on it? Boy, are y'all in the book with me? It said, when you brought it home, you looked for much, but then it says God blew on it. Amen. He said, I did blow upon it. When, when we done worked all week, when we, when, when, whatever we do in order to bring our income, when, when we've done this, whether it's monthly or weekly or however, he says, you got, you got holes in your, in, in, in your pockets and, and, and he said, when you do get it and you, oh, I got a, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. We say, I, I'm just teaching low today. I got to have a good paycheck this week. And what did God say? It's gone. And we're like, where did the money go? Do we ever take the time to wait for the answer? And God said, I blew on it. 
Then he says again, and he says, why? Saith the Lord of hosts. We're talking about verse number nine now. He says, because of mine house that is waste, and ye run every man unto his own house. In other words, we take care of our own self-needs. That's what he's saying. We take care of our own self-needs. And what we fail to realize, the greatest need that we have is the need to have Christ in our life and, and to be watered and to be nourished. Because, listen, I don't care what happens in this government. I could care less. I don't even care who's in prison. I'll tell you the reason why. I'll tell you the reason why. It's, it's because God himself, everything that's done, he already knows what's going to happen. And he says, if we trust in him, he says in his word, if when the drought come, we won't even be affected by it. That, that's God's word. So if I'm living according to the will of God, God help me to line up. Because he says, if we're living that way, he said, he said, if you're planted by the rivers of water, he said, you ain't got the word. He said, even in the drought, everybody else can have holes in their pocket and you got some cash. Everybody else can have some, some situations going on, but God's word says you won't even be affected by it. He said, when the wind comes, you won't be affected by it. But the thing is, we have to consider our ways. We have to decide whether we're living in an open heaven or whether we're living in a closed heaven. And the only way heaven can become closed is because of man's sin. And and maybe next week or the week after, we're going to deal with that. Because when the heaven becomes brass, and that's how it is now, think about everything that's going on. It's going to get worse. It's all, it's all because of sin. Listen, whenever we take God out of the equation, we're going to definitely have a drought. And right now, man has taken God out of the equation. Listen, they took God out of school. What happened when they took God out of school? People went crazy. They do anything. When, you take, when, you take, when we take God out of our life, when we take God out of our home, out of our relationships, we cannot exclude God. All we're going to end up with is zero. When we take God, sometimes we wonder, it's like this. Well, we said, I went to church and we had, I, we had a, a good time. But they didn't dance and sung for an hour and gave you five minutes of Cornflakes. I can't say his word. But the, it's the word that will sustain us. It's the word that's going to keep us. It's God's word. Look, he said, consider your ways. Well, okay, now watch what he says now. He talks about this house is lying waste. Spiritually. America is in everything. It, it, we're all in a spiritual drought. We're in a spiritual drought. And that's the worst place we can ever be, a spiritual drought. He's already told us now. He blew on whatever we brought home. Because we allowed, we allowed this house, God's house, the one that he shed his blood, the one he went to the cross for, the one that took on our sins. He says, we allowed this house to go waste. It's waste. We're in a spiritual drought. Now, look what it says here. He says, we run to our own. It's all about, okay, it's all about that dollar, dollar bill. Listen, little becomes as much in the hands of God. It's not about how much you make. It's how you manage what you make. Okay, let me give you two stories since you don't want to believe me. I said this before. When I in, in, in that corporate world, I made anywhere from $80,000 to $100,000 a year. Don't you know the more money you make, the more, more you're spending I did it. That's how I know. The more I made, the more I spent. The more my, you know, the Bible says the man's eyes are never satisfied. That's true. Because I'm getting, always buying, always buying, always buying. The next phase, always buying. Mm-mm. When I retired, i show you how powerful God is. When I retired, 
the majority of that income was gone. It was no more $80,000, $100,000 a year. I might have got 60% of it, if that. And probably didn't have that when Uncle Sam got through taking out. But that little in God's hand got more now making less money than I did when I was making a whole lot of money. It's not about how much you make. It's how much you, how you handle what you have. Let me, let me give a, thank you, Holy Spirit. I hear, I hear God says a word of warning. Never take yourself out of the equation with God just to have money. Never walk away from God and say, I've got to spend all my time because i got to make the ends meet. Well, Consider our ways. Why is them ends not meeting? Are we wasteful? God's already told us take lessons after the ant. And I thought that was just crazy. Take a lesson after the ant. They know how to. They know how to. Put, they know how to put up. They know how to gather. But we as people, we don't know how to do that. Why would we take ourselves completely away from the one that can provide? And go chasing after something ain't worth, ain't worth two cents. The, the value of money is way down. Okay, Holy Spirit. Now, listen, we can finish these last verses because I know this word is tight. We're living up under, everybody's not, but the majority is under a shut heaven. Okay? Now, verse number 10 in Haggai chapter 1 says this. Therefore, that means when we take, oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. When we take care of everything else except for what God tells us to take care of, watch what verse 10 says. It says, therefore, the heaven over you is stayed from what? Do. In other words, heaven is held back. The dew that's been released, the dew represents his blessings. I mean, because we put God on the, that's God on the back burner, then the blessings don't flow. The heavens, when it opens up, then blessings, you know, according to God's word, it should be flowing and flowing. But it says now in this word that the heaven is stayed. That means it's just really closed off. And there, there's no blessings falling. And then he said, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. It's not producing. The earth is not producing. It's not producing. And then watch what he says in verse 11. And we're done. It says, and I, talking about God, and I called for a drought upon the land. We get mad and don't understand. A lot of these things that's happening, God is doing it. It says, God says, and I called for a drought upon the land and upon the mountains and upon the corn and upon the new wine and upon the oil and upon that which the ground bringeth forth and upon men and upon cattle and upon all the labor of thy hands. God said, I called that drought in your life. And the reason why he says I call the drought in our lives is because we have taken God out of the equation. And whenever we take God out of the equation, the heavens are closed. They shut up. But we do have the answer to open heaven. But I'm not going to give that to you today. We, we have the body of Christ. We have the answer to open the heaven back up. We have the answer. And it is in God's word. Anybody got holes in their pocket today? Done worked all week and got holes. It gone. That money gone. Boy, it's tight, ain't it, brother? Carl? It's tight, it's tight wording. This is God's word. And see, that's what I love about you. You love God's word too. We love God's word here. We love God's truth. Whether we line up or not, it's, it's not going to change. And maybe that's why they decided to take out the word of God out of some churches and bring in a man's book. Might be because they don't want to know the truth. I want to plug up the holes in my pocket. Amen. 
I, I want to I mean, I, I, I don't want to just go. Don't just. God, I don't want God blowing on it. He said, I blow, I blown on it. He said, when you brought it home, he said, I blew on it. And sometimes we say, well, man just cheated me. No, that's what God did. And it gone. Don't blame man. Look at self. What are we doing with the spiritual house here? Are we, are we dining in, he, in this? Are we dining on those means of resources trying to make the next dollar to buy the next trinket? Let me tell you how smart man is. He knows that when he, he makes a little trinket, he only let it last so long before he got a new trinket. Well, he knows we ain't figured out everything about the first trinket. But we go back and we go and we go get something else. We don't have to have all that. What about let's open up this heaven that God says comes from obedience and not disobedience. Because see, disobedience will shut the heavens. Can't blame man. Government don't have control over your life. This man right here, that this man, he's beyond man. God's mind on paper. God, the all-wise one, he's the one that has control. He's the one. I had to repent, too. You know how it is sometimes we want to blame, I'm going to say his name, too. We want to blame Trump for this and blame Trump for that. When I got to reading in this book, I found that the, the blame is on me because God's word told me that if I would observe and if I would do and if I would keep the commandments of God, he said I would be overtaken in blessings. Man don't control my blessings. I do. And we can allow him to shut, blow on it and shut it down anytime we get ready. And that's a word to help us to, 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 to look at ourselves. Amen. Amen. Uh, open heaven. We're